Welcome to Sassholes. We are revenue ops with an edge. With decades of making interesting decisions, Jamie, Jason, Marcus, and Pete are dedicated to helping aspiring sales leaders accelerate revenues with our no BS approach to sales leadership strategies and tactics. Our show is supported by viewers and listeners just like you on patreon.com slash sassholes. Brent Keltner's Winalytics Revenue Acceleration Playbook Masterclass. In only eight weeks, help your sales and go-to-market teams start to build the mindset and skills needed to succeed in a new buyer environment. Weeks one Read the book and learn a new approach through 20 successful company stories. Week 4, all go-to-market team kickoff and receive self-reflection questions and mindset self-assessment. Weeks 5 to 7, collaborative sessions with prospecting sales and customer success on the shared journey to a new mindset. Week 8, all go-to-market team presentation and discussion. Winalytics, build the revenue organization you want. Request a free 60-minute growth consultation at winalytics.com. Ask for Brent and say Big Pete sent you. They create ways of blocking. Um, yeah. So it's just back and forth, back and forth, which is insane. I mean, wh- why not just do away with all the friction? And GPTs, t- you know, you can use GPT to help you find ways to eliminate the friction. It's bad. Hi, hi, Jamie. Hey, how are you? I'm really well. Yourself? Look at him. Look at Marcus. I am a slam. Yeah, what do you got? You, you, is that like a Grateful Dead concert you're at? <laughs> Stones. No, it's, it, it, yeah, <laughs> if only. Um, <laughs> if I'm talking to you for fuck's sake. I'd much rather be there. Um, so, yeah, yeah me too. Um, no, <laughs> um, no that, it was uh, playing around with Dali, um, and it actually came up with something that I quite liked and other people seem to have liked. Now, is it technically still open source? Mm. I don't know. Um, it's, it's free. Because my, my Microsoft... GPT, well, the problem with ChatGBT that's free is it's 2021 or earlier. You have to pay for the newer version. No, yeah, no, no. The, even... the newer version is still 21 or earlier in terms of the data set, but you work around it by giving it context, and it does a brilliant... Yeah, you can upload CSV content. So the, the, the paid version is... It's twenty bucks a month. It's it's, it's the best you twenty dollars I've ever spent. Yeah, it just speeds it up. You don't get throttled, except with GPT four. You've got twenty four prompts in two hours or whatever it is, which I normally get through in about fifteen minutes. Then you mix that in with ten dollars over at Midjourney prompt on uh, Discord, and you make your uh, images. I can't wait till the video starts to get going. But I'm and concerned. Music. No music, yeah. I'm concerned that uh, it's very, uh, and Elon Musk is concerned too, because it's very uh, politically correct. Yeah, but you can work around that. It's, uh, no, it takes time. I work, around, I work around that all the time. If you ask the right questions, you can get the information that you need. Um, and the, the political correctness isn't the problem. I think that, yeah, having some boundaries in there is healthy. Um, the, the problem is that you need to learn how to phrase questions in a way um, that it uh, doesn't trigger. Um, and in fairness, in this day and age, probably a good idea for us wasps um, to um, you know, l- learn uh, a bit of probity and uh, diplomacy. So Not learning bad. how to... No, 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 no. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Elon Musk is coming out with his own thing. Microsoft can take a... People are building these things, you know, left and right. Yeah, but hang on, Pete. Musk is coming out with his own thing. The the very day that he said we should stop all research, he announces his own robot. Yeah. So, again, his his, his motives may be questionable. Let, Let me put it that way. I'm I'm with all of these guys that it is massively in danger of getting out of hand and being massively abused. Well, and, Musk, and well, Musk was a he was one of the creators of ChatGPT, and he bailed when Microsoft got involved with two reasons: number one, politi- politically correctness, and number two, uh, the charging the twenty dollars supposed to be free okay um it's 20 bucks and uh, as a business 50 bucks 100 bucks freemium i get it uh, well but for the value that you can get from it um and in spite of its many many failings if you're not spending the 20 bucks a month on this and using it for pretty much everything that you possibly can to deepen your understanding, broaden your uh, range, uh, deepen your business acumen, practice and prepare for any eventuality, you're wasting an opportunity and you're going to be eaten alive within the next four to six months. Marcus, I appreciate your buzzwords. Jamie Carney, Marcus Uh, has a podcast out that it's dealing with sales and GPT, and he's learned a few things. I'm just kind of curious what, what you've learned in the last two or three weeks since we've seen you, Marcus. What I've learned in the last couple of weeks is um, that you can use it to start building your thinking. So one of the uses that I'm putting it to, because I'm working collaboratively with a bunch of people, is I fundamentally believe that selling should be the most noble thing that we do in business. So I'm using GPT to bring together uh, ideas and thinking Um, around how do you create the conditions so that salespeople never, ever put their interests before the interests of the customer. Um, And they can resist the pressure from above and management is able to do their job properly. And you can ask all these questions iteratively and start building a framework so that you can start creating the conditions. So for example, one of my questions today was to build a compensation scheme that recognizes the contribution of all the people who participated in helping the customer deliver their intended outcome. Because I'm more interested in metrics like third renewal. I'm more interested in the expansion sale than I am a short-term transaction. So I'm using GPT to help me uh, understand what might be possible and, and to inform my thinking so that when I am engage in conversations with leaders and with founders, um, I'm now equipped to show them evidence. I can go to the evidence because I've then had GPT give me the references and I can point to the McKinsey study or the Carney study or um, the piece of uh, research from Gallup um, or Todd Capone's uh, works. Yeah, I, I can pull all that data and collate it in ways that I was never able to before because I'm massively disorganized. 
So that yeah. what you said was very interesting there, Marcus, was you're building your 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 ask chat GBT to build a plan um of all the key players that helped us uh land or expand or renew a deal, right? Like isn't that yeah. sort of Right. And, and can, that, that can be that absolutely. And so this is where, so right now that's a theory-based comp plan that lives on the data, re, self-reported data by those individuals. Um, well, again, if you continue to uh, question the GPT, you can then uh, start testing different models and different approaches. So um, all of this is based on stuff that I know works because I've seen those elements. And what I'm trying to do is combine those. So it's a, um, a way of synthesizing um, my thinking and the thinking of people with much bigger brains than me. But the advantage of this is that I can bring the, um, the uh, a model. So for example, I could take a model like uh, Challenger and I can ask GPT to look at it through the lens of a customer. And um, how is Challenger uh, best delivered and under what conditions does it backfire? So what are the behaviors that salespeople might perform when uh, executing a Challenger type sale uh, that would irritate the buyer? What are those triggers that I can look for? And I can start building and building and building and building and building and understand that concept. Then I can test it. And when I test it, I can then take the empirical data from the feedback from what actually happens in the field with real customers. And then I can pass it through a filter like neuroscience or behavioral psychology, and I can have a panel. So one of my favorite things now is uh, pulling together panels of investors. So and um, you know, uh, pull together a panel of the top 10 investors, look at my proposition and tear it apart uh, using their investment thesis as your premise. And I've got 10 of the best investors in the world with all of their published stuff, because Warren Buffett's letters are all out there. And that's what most of those are pre-21, yeah? Yeah. And you've got a bunch of others. And I can do the same thing with behavioral psychologists, with neuroscientists, with heuristics, and, and whatever. So, Marcus, we've we've been talking about GPT for 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 a while now. How are the RevOps departments uh, using it to help them yeah. out, or are they? And I, I think there are a few that are using it exceptionally well. The bulk of them are using it to scale up, sending out more spam, uh, to try and do more instead of think deeper um, and that's therein lies the problem because i don't think we're uh, people are using it to reflect and um, i'm a fundamental believer in the rule that you should always go and look for people who disagree with you um, <laughs> gpt can disagree with me on everything i put up there and it's so humbling it's wonderful to knock off all the edges and that's what RevOps should be doing. They should be questioning their thesis. Because most of the stuff that is taught in sales and management is built on the, the work of people like Skinner and Taylor, uh, which are 19th and 20th century theories. There's no neuroscience in it. There's no behavioral psychology. 
And there's next to no academic data to support any of it. And it was in an era when salespeople dominated the ownership of the, the information. Now, I, I've interviewed uh, chief procurement officers and, and to find out how they're using it. If you're in manufacturing, they're reverse engineering your um, cost base uh, in order to work out whether you're skinning them. Um, that used to take 20 Indian mathematicians two months to do. Now it can be done in 12 minutes with the right data. With FinChat, you can pull together the latest financial information uh, and use that live on ChatGPT4 today. But I, I think you're saying a bunch of things there. I, I agree with you, ChatGBT, ChatGBT, but the, it really comes down to the data that's powering the ChatGBT. So some people go and they go to the ChatGBT and they start asking it questions without feeding it your own data. I personally yeah. think ChatGBT is going to, uh, or the, the technology uh, like ChatGBT is going to allow you to enable your reps better enable yes. your it, it, with the conversational intelligence that you that's out there right now that's dictating phone calls and all of that that somehow should be automatically fed into a chat gbt where you also have your enablement team saying these are the values that we want you to sell so while you're selling on a zoom call not in person obviously you would have this popping up alongside reading what Pete is saying or what you're saying and giving you clues at how to respond to it almost in real time. And that can only live on the data that you have that you're feeding into the engine. Well, um, bear in mind that the next iteration is uh, using voice data, um, which is an enormous data set. Um, and uh, again, to come back to your point about one of the reasons why it's gone terribly politically correct is that the way um, GPT works, as far as I understand it, and I could be entirely wrong, is it goes out to about 11% of the internet. If you do not direct it to the right 11%, it goes out to where all the batshit crazy people are. Um, now, there is a really useful tool, uh, which is called temperature, okay? Uh, temperature runs from zero to one, and it goes up in gradations of 0.1. Zero is like Mr. Spock. It just goes out and pulls the data that is available from the internet and where you point it. One, it makes shit up and goes super creative. Okay. Um, now, it's really interesting uh, to start. Uh, so one, one use that um, I'm finding, uh, and I'm just at the beginning, but it is proving to be really interesting, is... Uh, taking um, the conversations that you've had with coaching clients and passing that through uh, GPT for sentiment, emotion, language patterns, temperature, in order to then start creating an ICP voice to write in. Think about that. <laughs> Marcus, what I'm thinking about is just look at the LinkedIn posts that are out there. People aren't writing those things. It's it's shit. So yeah, most of it's shit. And, and well, I shouldn't say it's shit. I had stuff to put up there, but if people aren't really writing it and they're I guess they're claiming it, how's that? They're not writing it, but they're yeah. claiming it. Well, can they defend it? 
yeah, if they get asked well, a question to go any further than two questions deep, how screwed are they? I guess that's my point because if your website, look, the 11% is going to turn to 12%, to 13 to 14, and eventually yeah. uh, the more data will get into it. So, and we, we make light of this, but I really do see like, Marcus, your AI talking to Jamie's AI going back and forth. I don't even know it's a talk, but it's going to be a scroll to find out these are the problems that I have. These are the top three solutions that are on the internet. And these are the three people that you should connect to talk to. And if you have to, if you have to really meet somebody to talk to them to close the deal, then then you meet with them to, to close the deal. I really don't see that you need as many salespeople or BDRs that we have today. I, I think a large chunk of um, BDRs and SDRs will disappear because they're, they're just not necessary. Um, the, the, it depends on having a system that is predicated on uh, interrupt, uh, brutalize your way in, demo, and then do a proposal and then spend ages following up on people. And that's only going to get worse over the next 12 months, I think, um, as people get more and more desperate as the economy starts to tighten. So in the, in the old days, hey, Carney, in the old if days... The economy we... starts to tighten? <laughs> yeah, it's going to get worse. Yeah, I mean, we're just at the it. beginning. But... It, it used to be that you're going to add on a, a human body if ad if it was more efficient than AdWords. Now it's you're more efficient than AdWords, and you also have to put your money in to whatever, however you set up your website with the right information to be found by the people that are looking for it. That well, makes my, sense. A, a client of mine uh, took the um, agency SEO work ran it through GPT and got 40% higher conversion by running it through GPT. So he's fired his SEO agency because there's no point. They're doing a much, he's doing a much better job. Um, and it, with the amount of time that it's saving his people from not attracting the wrong customers. Because this is the other thing. And um, one of the things I've really enjoyed is um, helping it, me to create content that does not attract non-buyers. Uh, non I want non-customers, people who uh, have an unmet need uh, and can use my service and I can help. But I don't want non-buyers, people who are just going to kick the tires and tie up my time. So one of the beauties of GPT is I can start creating language and structure and imagery that deliberately does not appeal to those people, so they just scan past it. Because I don't care about the number of views. I care about the engagement under the surface. It's the people who contact me and say, can you help me? So if it's only going out for the 11% of the internet that's out there, is that the 11% that has the right data that's put no, on their sites? It's going, it's going wherever. And bear in mind, most of the data on the internet has happened in the last two years. Think about the amount of vomit that's going out there, okay? Um, th so, you know, it's, it was a smaller data set. GPT-5 um, and all those next-gen uh, uh, AIs are using voice. That's phone calls. That's video. It's audio. It's gong recordings. I mean, just wow. 
Yeah, but it's you you got this AI stuff. Like you go to a website and you see the cartoon or whatever, the avatar, you know, talking. Conceivably, again, that's you, Marcus. And then Carney could have somebody on the other end, you know, listening. And at the end of the day, you're trying to see what if 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 this is the best fit or not. Is that now how it's gonna go? Well, I mean, there will be an element of that. Yeah, human beings have a tendency to um, uh, overcompensate and go one way or the other before they find a balance. Um, Of course, we're going to go down that route, and you're going to—you've already seen it in with the uh, volume of um, horrific uh, crap email that uh, hits my inbox uh, and my LinkedIn inbox on a daily basis. It's drivel, Um, but. Where there is quality, that will stand out. And the people who are engaging um, with good content that is timely, relevant, valuable, and it's on plan, they're the ones who get in touch. And that's what we can do. We can throw out the baited hooks, but we can be much more targeted now. Um, We can start pinpointing um, exactly who we want to attract. Um, we can use um, LinkedIn in order to find people just like that through groups and communicate in those communities. You can um, take you know, um, uh, content from those groups and see what people respond to and then create content similar to that, but with your spin in order to attract those people. Yeah, people out there sell. Yeah, people out there selling uh, prompts. How long are those prompts good for? You think, as it as it evolves? Well, some of them are really good, but unless you go deeper, and um, it will still give you crap. Now, if you want better answers, ask better questions. Don't just ask. Yeah, I mean, there was that uh, a wonderful prompt I saw, which is um, write a, a letter. Uh, in the style and length of the Wall Street Journal Two Brothers letter um, for whatever it is, um, gym, fitness, training, or coaching, or whatever. And and off it goes, and it does a brilliant job. But when we're starting to work at an enterprise level, the way I'm using it with my clients is we're digging really deep. Okay, so first thing we're doing is we're painting a picture taking Jamie's point about feeding it the data. So who are the people that we're speaking to? Well, I want to pull their psychometric data off um, something like Crystal Nose. Um, I want to pull the analyst reports um, off the last three or four quarterly earnings calls. And I want to take the transcriptions and I want to mark up the moments where they stumbled. I want to look at the uh, macroeconomics and I want to feed that into my model. And I want to look at where they are in their life cycle. Are they startup, continuation, growth, turnaround, or recovery? What type of growth are they having? Are they having slow, measured, controlled growth? Are they having fast, controlled growth? Or are they having hyper growth where basically they're building the rocket ship midair? Mm-hmm. Okay, because that contextually determines how they respond. Where are they in their funding cycle? And I can feed all of that into my model. Now I can inform and I can say, okay, this is my proposition. Um, Help me pull together a hypothesis for this audience 
that will resonate. And then it'll give me some tweaks and I might not like it. And I say, that's a bit boring, be a bit more creative, uh, come up with an angle, uh, write it in the language of finance, write it in the language of HR, write it in the language of sales or marketing or customer success. And look at this proposition through the lens of an unhappy customer. Why might they be unhappy? Now, I can't do that um, under normal circumstances unless I'm willing to put massive and hundreds of hours of effort in. I can put one prompt in and have all of that back in 10 minutes. Let, let's step let's step back for a second, Carney. And you could I'll start with you to answer this one, Carney. Getting back to recruiting, which was our, our background. Mm-hmm. Oh, this person isn't right. Well, what what does right mean? Well, you have to quantify each of these things. And if the resumes don't specify whatever it is that you're looking for, right? You you can't learn you can't teach a recruiter to get better. It's the same problem, same issue. Don't you think that this would hit the recruiters as as well? Yeah, I think I mean to start, I would always tell people when, you know, almost a decade ago, um, when ATS has started getting involved, uh, you, you would build a resume and make it look all nice. And I'm like, how does it pass through the parsing system? Like, can you, is, uh, is that's that what we're talking about, parsed? right? Yeah. So is that resume? So that was like, that, that's still not adapted by most people. They want their resume to look pretty. And I'm like, it doesn't matter in most cases because if it doesn't get parsed correctly, the re- the recruiter doesn't even look at it. It's a way to filter things out, especially in a poor economy. Then on top of that, you're going to add uh, a, a, a chat GBT angle that's that. Let's be honest, we're talking about it a lot. I talk about it a lot. I'm in a startup. You know, everyone in Silicon Valley smelling their own farts. And all nobody the time. knows what GPT stands for, by the way. No one knows what GBT stands for. But you get into Middle America and all of that. Maybe some people are talking about it, right? If I go, when I go to San Francisco, I think that's dominates half of our conversations. When If I go to like a WeWork in Chicago, I say, hey, have you heard of ChatGPT? I don't even know what that is. Like I'm showing them for the first time. So it's still a little bit away. But when the recruiters start using that, you're going to have two things. Is your resume parsed? Because if it's not parsed, the GPT is not going to really look at it anyways. In fact, I actually think, all these parsing systems might go away because ChatGPT could probably parse it better than they can. So, um, so that could this be is, better for them. This is really interesting because one of the modules that we've developed now is using GPT to get your next job. Um, and um, so uh, teaching salespeople and uh, managers how to identify a um, Jamie Carney-shaped hole in a customer's business and that only you can fill and to create the proposition and then headhunt the boss. And it's working. This is really exciting um, because in an economy where there's very high demand uh, and recruiters, frankly, are gatekeepers to terrible jobs with awful bosses and foul, vile companies, um, you want to uh, not rec- be recruited uh, on the advertised job market. You want to create a vacancy uh, that you have a fighting chance of being successful in. Um, and uh, to negotiate on your terms, and that's something that almost no, no. one does well. 
I think what's uh, Marcus, what's very interesting here is I think the first step anyone should do is they should upload their resume to chat GBT and ask <laughs> chat GBT, what jobs am I good for? And then it'll be a quick <laughs> self-reflection because somebody who might be like, I sales. think I am uh well, even non-sales. I think I'm a great marketing sales. operations person. And it pops back and says, You're a business analyst, or however you, you gotta rewrite your your resume if that's the way you want it to go, right? We all know you can lie on your resume. Chat GBT should be a good gauge to make sure whatever you're saying, because people invent titles. I had a guy that um was showing me something that was like something intelligence revenue. I'm like, I, no one is looking for this intelligence. They're looking for operations people. They're looking for rev ops. They're looking for sales ops. They're looking for marketing ops. If you want to stay in that world, keep your resume the way it is, but it's, you're, you're limiting your abilities and your scope of what you're doing. And so I think that's a good start. People on the internet can say anything that they want. There has to be something out there that, that can verify that it is true to give a, an example, it's, I think colleges, universities, I I, I think they're going to go away and some, some businesses yeah. out there are going to be uh, out there to proctor and verify that people know whatever information it is. Uh, the LSAT, MCAT, what, GMAT, all, all, all that stuff. We need something out there that verifies that this data is, is correct. What do you think, Marcus? I, I'm depressingly, I think I agree with you. Um, I think the way that academia um, is going, it's been overtaken by the um, social justice movement, which is essentially a, a very far left political um, Like movement. GPT. Um, yeah, okay. Um, You're and, working on um, it. And the, the net result of that is that um, uh, free thought is uh, being stifled. Um, and that's not what academia is about. Academia is about um, going out and finding people who disagree with you and uh, the synthesis of ideas through discourse. Um, but we've dragged ourselves down into the gutter. Um, now, I think what will happen, because there is a, a mass of information freely available on the internet now, um, and I think that... Uh, the good stuff will start to rise to the top. It generally does because it's all, um, you know, it generally works through word of mouth. Um, and, and the stuff that's sustainable is going to last. And the stuff that's contextually relevant is going to last. Um, but, you know, spending six grand a, um, a, a year uh, for a student aged 18 on accommodation on top of which they then have to take student loans out to cover their uh, tuition fees. And they leave with 50, 60, 100 grand in debt. For what? And having, but university wasn't about that in the good old days. University was about going out, having a bloody good time, getting laid, learning how to abuse your body, um, and building some friendships and learning about these, you know, just interpersonal skills. And you got sucked into a subject where you read about it. Um, and uh, it was largely done through tutorial and through human interaction and discussion. And now, um, you know, because of COVID and because of um, the uh, you know, cost and all of that, um, it's just become a commodity. And that's not exciting. And it's not creating the next generation 
of entrepreneurs, business owners, inventors, engineers, and in the same way that it used to. It's a production line. And that, I think, has been, that's lost. And sales has become a production line as well. And I'm hoping that um, the the, uh, confluence of COVID driving digitization forward 10 years, uh, the explosion of cooperation and collaboration tools. And my favorite tool at the moment is Aligned, which is a war room. So everything that you ever do with a customer is in one place. You're not stuck in lots of different channels. And it's all in one place, all recordings, all assets, images, um, PDFs, proposals, conversations, you name it. Partners are in there, customers are in there, all your peers. I mean, bloody hell, this is amazing. We can now recruit from seven and a half billion people and we can bring the sum token of human knowledge together in effective, cohesive, automated ways. Now, this is a godsend for those people who are willing to put the effort in. But if you're just going to keep drudging along and you're going to keep beating the dead horse, I reckon you've got about six to 12 months before your world starts to fall apart. Marcus, how do we find out more about this sales GPT podcast? When is, is it up well, already? Um, the, the, the podcast, um, I haven't started launching that yet, but I am doing a couple of big gigs. Uh, one is with the Hype Cycle Games uh, later on this month. Um, and uh, we're doing uh, prompt wars. So essentially, there are three competitors. I'm giving each of them 15 minutes to go and do some research. Um, and they then have to come back um, with the um, proposition. So that's on the 24th of May. Okay. At uh, 10 a.m. Eastern. 5 p.m. UK. Um, and then I am doing another one with Simon Severino. Um, and that is on uh, the 5th of June at 4 o'clock UK, UK time. So that'd be 9 o'clock Eastern. And basically what I'm doing with those is I'm doing live prompts. Um, and we're working in context. On the 21st, I think it is, um, this month, Moeed and I are also launching the next generation of ChatGPT for sales. Um, so that's a paid for program. What we're doing is we're teaching people um, how to really develop powerful prompts and to use it to evolve their thinking, their business acumen, um, and not just spit out the usual dribble. Um, so that's on Monday the 22nd at 4 till 6. So if anyone wants um, uh, links, we're just pulling those together now. Well, we'll put the link right here, right there. Thank you. Just there. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you got anything for Marcus before we let him go? No, that's it. This is great. You seem pretty excited. <laughs> Tuesday in Chicago. What do you expect? All right. <laughs> And to listen to me rambling on for half an hour. Marcus Galkey, thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you.
Our show is supported by viewers and listeners just like you on Patreon.com slash Sassholes. Brent Keltner's Winalytics Revenue Acceleration Playbook Masterclass. In only eight weeks, help your sales and go-to-market team start to build the mindset and skills needed to succeed in the new buyer environment. Weeks one and three, read the book and learn a new approach through 20 successful company stories. Week four, all go-to-market team kick off and receive self-reflection questions and mindset self-assessment weeks five to seven collaborative sessions with prospecting sales and customer success on the shared journey to a new mindset week eight all go-to-market team presentation and discussion winalytics build the revenue organization you want request a free 60-minute growth consultation at winalytics.com ask for brent and say big pete sent you